Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to MustReadAlaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Well, welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And man, I just heard that we have hit 100 inches of snow in the Anchorage area, which is just crazy. I don't know if we've hit that here on the Kenai Peninsula, but... We're sure darn close. It's snowed the last couple of days. And I can tell you that me and my family are done with the snow. We want to usher in a spring and a summer here in Alaska. So, well, let's hope for warmer weather on the horizon. And uh, we have a special treat for you today for the Must Read Alaska show listeners. But I do want to thank folks that listen, watch, and read Must Read Alaska. If you want to help to keep the lights on, you can go to mustreadalaska.com. And on the right-hand side there, there's a little donate button. You click on that. And we survive and thrive off of small donations, one at a time, just from everyday Alaskans that care about the conservative side of news. We're not funded by some um, nonprofit, dark one met web conglomerate. We're just funded by everyday folks who care about conservative news. So if that is you, we want to thank you for contributing, keeping the lights on here. We really, really appreciate it. We also want to thank our show sponsor, which is very exciting. The University of Alaska is our show sponsor this month. You can learn more about that at empower.alaska.edu. We'll put a link in the description for you to check it out. But we want to just thank our show sponsor. But without further ado, I want to welcome the amazing Lieutenant Governor for the state of Alaska, Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dolstrom. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Hi, John. It's good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, our folks uh, are going to be excited to hear from you. So I guess just let's start it off on. How has it been the first couple months in office? Um, you and the governor won handedly, and uh, you've been in there for several months now. How's it been? Tell us a little six, you know, sixty thousand foot view on what it's like well, for the first couple it's months. Pretty darn exciting. I mean, I love serving the people in the state of Alaska, and working with the governor has just—it's—it's it's, we're a good team and work together well. And so we, we coordinate on a lot of things that are happening and uh, the legislation that we put forward. Um, of course, we have the legislature that's in session right now. And anybody that's been in Juneau during that time knows, you know, we have 60 type A personalities in the legislature who are very busy and have, um, off, sometimes there's a bunch of different agendas going on. So, you know, we're getting towards the end of of session and things are getting exciting around here. The house is, uh, I think they're on the floor right now with the budget. And um, last week that was, um, that was qu quite exciting watching that process work its way out. There's 19 new people in the house. Technically there's 17 because two of those members, Sadler and Johnson, you know, have served before, but Lots of new people to learn the rules and the process and procedures and the traditions of this building. And, um, you know, it, it, it's a really great time to be here. That's awesome. So, you know, one of the things I think uh, is important for folks to know, you know, I get asked this a lot. Um, you know, it differs for every state, lieutenant governor's roles and responsibilities and functions. So I think it's important for just to kind of educate folks 
what is the main functions of the lieutenant governor for the state of Alaska? Well, that's a great question. My main function, my main function and most important thing is the vision of elections, making sure that we have honest um, elections that are run with integrity and um, that's critical as we all know. And I'm thrilled that uh, Carol Beecher who has worked with the state um, previously, she ran the child support division for the entire state accepted that position and has um, has been working with me and, and the Division of Elections. And we are making progress every day. She's, she's still learning, but um, we have some fantastic employees in Division of Elections who are so dedicated. We are just going through every single process that we have in place, making sure we understand why why things have been done, why they need to be done a certain way. We're looking at um, different ways to, uh, to work with the post office, work you know, with our people in rural. We're looking at the language opportunities and challenge that we have with rural Alaska. And of course, you know, why all this is going on, um, we have a group that is um, you know, uh, circulating petition books around the state and collecting signatures for ranked choice voting. So I get a lot of questions about that as well as people at Division of Elections get a lot of questions about rank um, choice voting. And I wanna bring that up because it's it's important. It is the law of the land right now. And so that is what the division will, will follow. But you know, the division is great as far as accepting phone calls. So I would encourage your listeners anytime there's any questions with elections to to call Division of Elections or to go on their website. There's so much information there. And, and I'll, I'll give you that site, it's election.alaska.gov and then the forward slash, um, uh, it, it's, it's got tons of great material. Nice, yeah, we can put that into the uh, podcast description. What, um, what, was there any kind of lessons learned from the first trial of you know, having you and your, sta your staff um, uh, go through ranked choice voting, and now you, as the lieutenant governor, um, are going to go through that again. We know with previous with future elections, ranked choice voting is the law of the land. It's going to stay around until people decide if they don't like it, and you know enough and collect those signatures. But for now, it is what it is. And so, um, was there any big lessons learned from just your department or your staff as that of that first go around? Yeah. I think I think the biggest lesson to learn, and of course, the the woman who was the director then, Gail Panumi, I um, chose to retire after many many years with with the state of a dedicated service. She retired, um, and that's why I had the opportunity to select um, Carol to go in into that position. But you know, looking at it from my standpoint, the biggest lesson is that communication is the key in all of this. Um, the questions and comments and things I heard from people after the fact where they expressed confusion or people thought maybe they understood how things worked and then and then they didn't or they said oh I thought I understood that but but really it was totally different you know and and I'm talking about people from all walks of life so I think you know with so many things in life communication is just critical and we have a responsibility to make sure we get as much information and education out there for people and that's you know we're, we're we're doing the 2024 election is a big deal it's going to be very critical as a presidential election and um 
we're, we're looking at this like as if you were running a, a campaign and we're working backwards from from that day and all the things that we need to have in place and need to have accomplished. And so I feel confident that when we do get to that election, that we're going to be ready to go and things are going to be smooth. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. One of the things I often find myself reminding myself and people is that the people that work for the division of elections, they're just normal everyday folks that live and work in Alaska. They, they don't necessarily have some big conspiracy behind them. And, and I think it's important for folks to get educated on ranked choice voting because it is the thing that is happening in Alaska. I, I wasn't a fan of ranked choice voting. I didn't personally vote for it, but I respect the fact that it's the law of the land. And I think it's in the people's own courts in their own life to get themselves educated. So um, I want to encourage folks to um, to track down this link that I'm going to put in the description and really learn about it. I know that I when I voted in November in Anchorage at one of the Division of Elections um, offices, I had a bunch of questions and, you know, I could have done one or two things. I could have went crazy on Facebook and Twitter and blamed everybody. But I went into the office and I just asked one of the workers and they patiently sat with me for 25 minutes and answered every single one of my questions. I'm so happy to hear that. And, I, and I'm really glad that you brought up the employees because, you know, they're state employees. They have families. They, they care very much. But during this election time, they don't work normal hours. They're not working eight hour days. Sometimes they're working 12, 14, 16 hour days to get the job done. And so, um, you know, there have been some that always think name calling is the answer or something like that. You and I both know, I mean, we teach our kids that, right? That's not productive. You don't, you don't go about things that way, but the, the employees are incredible. I can't say enough about how dedicated they are. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to work with them. It's, it is really an honor. You know, it's um, one of the things I wanted to tell you about Jonathan. I don't know if you watched the very first day of session, but one of the responsibilities and honors of being Lieutenant Governor is I get to call each house to order, right? So historically, um, the Senate has traditionally kind of known what they're gonna do and I'm in the Senate president's chair and I'm out of there within an hour. And mm -hmm. that's how it went, of course, this year. But um, two years ago, former Lieutenant Governor Kevin Meyer sat in the speaker's chair for 27 days while the house got organized. And so I, I wasn't quite sure what was gonna happen. I know that there was a lot of meetings, a lot of talk, a lot of things going on, um, lots of conversations. But as it turned out, I was only in the speaker's chair one day. <laughs> we were able to pick a, uh, pick a speaker pro tem who was there for one day and the next day they voted in a speaker. And so, um, you know, this, this, this group has gotten right to work. Both bodies have gotten right to work um, since the beginning. And that's been, that's been really fun to see. And, you know, you ask, that's one of the duties that I have. And you ask about, you know, some of the other duties, um, regulations, reviewing any new regulation change um, that comes through um, my office. I also have the opportunity to serve on, on several boards. I serve on the AWIB, which is Alaska Workforce Investment Board. Um, I'm a member of the Alaska Historical Commission. And um, if necessary, we conduct statewide hearings on any of the certified 
um, ballots initiatives that are going to be out, you know, in front of the public and um, administrative things like the administrative code that the state runs by and all that is monitored in this office and printed and kept updated, you know, in this office. And then, you know, we don't really think about it a lot, but, um, and I, I mean, I'm second in command. So if something should happen to the governor, I, I would step into that position. And so it's really critical that we work together and I know different things that are, you know, happening around the state. So heaven help that that should happen. And I pray that it never does, um, that I would be able to do that. And so, you know, that responsibility is, is a big one. And of course, you know, we always joke about guarding the Alaska seal, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, that's my response is guard the seal because it might go running off. Right. But um, I've had the opportunity to have lots of school kids come in, you know, especially kids from this area will will come in. Um, and we even have a group here yesterday and today who are from the valley who overnighted and they um, they'll be coming in this afternoon and I get to talk to them a little bit about elections and, you know, just what I do. And, and they all wrote me letters and have questions and um, that's pretty awesome. I bet that made your almost your entire year probably to get stuff notes from kids is pretty awesome. I try to have a sense of humor about some things, right? So when I'm teaching about the seal, you know, I, I this is what I show them. I go, this is the kind of seal you're used to seeing, right? One of these seals, and they laugh <laughs> like, oh, that's a And then we talk about the actual seal and the meaning of the pictures on it and why it's important because. It, everybody doesn't have free liberty to, you know, to just use that seal. So that's, it's a fun way to introduce some of the younger people to um, things that happen that, here. That's awesome. I, you know, speaking of younger people. So um, I always like to ask this question to folks, you know, Lieutenant Governor, you've had an amazing career and, and it's not over yet. You've been in the house. You were a senior advisor to a, to a previous governor. You're, Commissioner um, of Department of Corrections, now Lieutenant Governor, you're you're somebody who people you know like my daughter would look up to and say, "Man, I want to be like her when I grow up." What's advice you would give to somebody who's in college and they're thinking about you know a life of maybe running for office or public service or things like that? What kind of advice would you give somebody who's thinking about a a career path that uh, you've taken and been very successful in? You know. That's really a great question. And first of all, I have to tell you that I'm honored that you would even say that about your daughter. Thank you. Um, that's a huge responsibility to, to live up to. And, and I do know that when we're in these elected positions and many other positions that young, the young people look up to us and as adults, we all have a responsibility to act appropriately and accordingly so that we are setting a good example. But you know, I think sometimes young people see these things and they think, oh, I would never, I could never do that. I could never do that. But if my advice would be get involved in the local things in your area, whether it's the school board or the community councils or, you know, the assemblies, um, city councils, those types of things, even, and I, I don't even want to say just attending meetings mm -hmm. and learning who is making the decisions is really important and listening to the discussions of how they how they reach their discussions and you know how they reach their decisions and um 
you know, there's a science to how to um, fight in a positive way. I mean, you know, negotiations, you can, how to disagree appropriately, how to, um, it's important for the young people to see that what I've observed is that most people that are very successful are very good listeners and they know how to be perceptive to other people's needs. And so they know what they're trying to get done in their job, but they also are aware of what's going on around them. And they're able to incorporate those things and together and then draw people in. So you have um, similar, similar things being, being taken care of. And it's always better when you're working as a team than individually, no matter what it is. I mean, families function better as a team and offices and everything, right? So, but starting at the local, I think is really important. And, you know, sometimes people are shy. As I was reading letters from these kids that are coming in this afternoon, a couple of them said, I'm an introvert. And so I don't think I could ever do what you do. But, you know, when you're 10 and 11 and 16 and even 20, you have no idea what you're going to be doing when you're 25 and 30. And some people are going to be really surprised at where they end up. Um, I didn't know I would end up in this position. I just, every job I had, I tried to do a really good job at it and be the best at it and learn the most I could about that career field and um, and and always to, to try to help people. Um, I think another good thing that uh, successful people do is they try to build people up around them. Um, you know, there's that saying, it's like sometimes people don't remember what we say, but they always remember how they feel when, when they're around us. And you know that we, we both know people that are uplifting. It's like, you just like, if they're going to be there, you know, you just want to be there. And then other people it's like, mm, I'm staying away. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. Energy vibe type thing, but uplifting people benefits everybody. And I'll tell you at the end of the day, when I can reflect on my day and I know that I've done good, um, for others and helped others succeed their goals. Those are the days that I feel the, the best that I've been the most productive, you know? Um, and in this job, there's so many opportunities um, for me to do that. Uh, the, the governor has recently asked me if I would chair the energy security task force that he has just stood up. We have not had our first meeting yet, but that's gonna be an opportunity to serve all Alaskans through, through that committee and of course the goal is to help, we need, we need low cost energy in our state. And um, without energy, we, we, we just can't do the majority of the things that we do. And the cost of energy is critical. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I, was, I just had George Representative Rauscher on a couple of days ago who chairs the House Energy uh, Committee, a uh, different committee obviously, but you know, just hearing, I just, forget that there's whole communities in Alaska that use diesel generators. Yes. It's like, that's just like, so, and it's not just one community, it's many communities. Yes. And, and they're dependent on it being barged in or flown in or driven in. And look, look at the weather, even in the cities that you and I, you know, live in sometimes just the, the weather can slow everything down. Imagine that we're out in rural and it's cold and, we have a school full of kids or we, you know, we have families, we have all these things. So it's, 
it's critical, yeah. critical. And I feel confident that this group that we have selected um, and put together that we're going to be able to come up with some workable options and present them to the governor. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you know that the governor continues to have public safety be his number one priority. I mean, without people being able to know that they're safe in their homes and they can shop and be safe and their kids are safe at school, um, it, society, we, we, we need that, we deserve that. And it's in our constitution, it's mandated. And I'm so thankful that it's his number one priority. In fact, you know, when he asked me if I would be his running mate, um, it was kind of um, an easy, because I had worked with him for four years as commissioner of corrections, and I knew where he stood on these very important key issues. It was easy to say, yes, I will join you as your running mate and support you, continue supporting you in these areas because they're very important to me, you know, also. Well, he's just a good guy. I think, you know, um, I don't know him as well as you do, but one of the things I tell people that I like about the governor is that he's just a good human being. You meet those politicians who are sketchy and then you meet the politicians who are doing it for the good reasons. And he's a guy that is doing it all for the good. I'll tell good you reasons. the governor, he's normal. What you see is what you get. There's nothing pretentious. He's, he's got a sense of humor and, um, you know, I love it when he talks about his daughters and his eyes just light up. I mean, I think mine do a little bit too. When people ask me about my family, do you do the same, you know, the things that are important in our hearts that we carry with us, whatever we're doing. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to be around him because he is so normal and there's no pretentious, you know, stuff. So, and I think that's why Alaskans everywhere. I mean, I think that's why he was so successful and we were able to win, you know, a second term people can relate to him and they know that, you know, he's worked hard his whole life and he's had experiences not only in cities, but in rural Alaska and he knows, you know, the challenges. Um, education is a critical issue you know, for us in our state, um, and, and obviously it is to him, he spent his whole career, you know, in education. Um, I mean, my four kids went through Anchorage School District and graduated and um, got degrees and some got technical training and different things like that. But, you know, whatever area our young people decide to, to go into, that education is, is critical for them yeah. to have tools they need to be able to build a successful life and then to be able to take care of their families. Yeah, we hope that they that people are getting educated and staying here. I think that's one of the things that I think is going to be um, the elephant in the room is how do we get our young young folks to stay here. So as as I think about that, what you know, you're one of the main leaders in Alaska, like you said, you know, you're 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 uh, second in command of something whatever happened to, to the governor, which God forbid it does. But regardless, you are on a small list of one of the main leaders in Alaska. I think everything you do and say, people listen to and they um, they listen to the words that come out of your office and on Twitter. Whoever runs your Twitter, by the way, is hilarious. The, uh, the division of elections. Um, but all that being said, what do you think about Alaska's future? Does it look good? Or should we be concerned as a as a leader in Alaska? Are you hopeful for what what Alaska's future looks like? 
Well, I am hopeful and I do believe in, that we have a bright future. The fact of the matter, and you mentioned is, we've had an outward migration trend happening the last few years in Alaska. And I think the key thing is that we are acutely aware of it and we're, we're tackling that and looking at it and saying, what do we need to do to, uh, to stop that and to reverse that? You know, the governor's state of the state, I'm, I'm confident you heard it. And he said, I want to be a pro-life state. I, I want people of all ages here. I want families to want to stay here. I want people to want to move here. Um, you know, it's interesting we've seen um, We've seen, I'm aware of maybe a dozen people who moved here from other states um, during the pandemic because their jobs were totally remote and they said, we want to live in Alaska. And I thought, how great is that, right? And we know, I mean, the tourism is going to be incredible this summer with um, all the, they're they're predicting record numbers of tourists coming. Um, And I think the more people are aware of what what we have here, the beauties and the many things that we have going for us that other states don't don't have on top of the efforts that the state is making, the university is making, and I know the different chambers are making efforts to, um, you know, to stop this outward trend. I, I feel confident we're going to do that. And I think the kids that we have coming up, they're smarter than ever. I mean, they are smarter than ever. And we luckily have an education system that is now exposing them to more things than ever. I mean, the choices of, um, you know, that they can pick from and the people that they have available to advise them, the opportunities. Um, it's, it's so different than when I was in grade school or junior high. And I'm so thankful for that because I think, I think the more opportunities we provide to young people and the more that they can see that's different from how their normal everyday is, it helps them choose how they want, you know, their life to be and and the avenue that they want to go in. But the Energy Security Task Force is going to play, uh, I believe, a huge a huge part in in helping us, you know, move forward. And also, um, we have introduced a couple carbon bills, which they're making their way through the Senate and the House, yep. and um, that that would allow us to capitalize on carbon. And you know, there's several native corporations that have been doing this since 2015 and the information that they gave us and and when they testified was that they have not put one cent of their money into it but they have reaped the benefit one native corporation 350 million dollars since 2015 and it hasn't cost them anything at no risk to them and so i'm i'm very hopeful that um those bills will will make it through and we will be able to realize the, the gain that that will, will give us. And that will also be a huge boost for dealing with some of our, you know, budgetary issues that they're a challenge. I mean, there's no getting around it. We have, we have some challenges and um, we're hitting them head on though. We have the Alaska development team, which is, you know, working with businesses and, and doing everything to in, um, invite people to invest in Alaska. And I love that. Sometimes people just need to know there's an opportunity or this is this is needed. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, let's do that too. Because there are people that just um, invest all over the country. And we love that. We want to make sure they know that they are welcome here. Yeah, Alaska's open for business. All those rich billionaires 
money give us your money <laughs> they're going to spend it anyways they might as well spend it in alaska exactly so uh last question to you is this lieutenant governor let's say it's 20 years from now you're sitting on a beach and drinking a mai tai and you're retired and happy how what do you want to look back on and be remembered by i want people to think when they hear my name that oh she was somebody who loved alaskans and she was approachable and we were able to talk with her and she listened and she helped us solve our problems i want people to know that i'm here as a public servant to um to help make alaska a better place i love that is there any last minute things that we didn't cover that you want to chat about real quick before we head off? You know, there is one thing I do want to put in a plug for you. In Anchorage on May 23rd and 25th, there's going to be a conference held. It's the governor's sustainable energy conference. And it's going to be incredible talking about the future of energy in Alaska, around the world. There's going to be speakers coming from all over. We're going to talk about food security. Um, you know, I think I think everybody in the world got a lot of scares during the pandemic when supplies were cut off on certain things. And I know here in Alaska, you know, we had a scare for a while. We thought the dock, the ports were going to be shut down. So food security is a huge um, priority to the governor and I also, but but also renewable energy and transmission and and then how we store that energy and just there's there's going to be tons of stuff. So if people want to go online and and register for that. It's alaskasustainableenergy.com. And I, I know- I'll put the link in the description too. If you plug that, that'd be great. There's 200 people registered for it. And I guarantee it will not be a waste of time. It will be very informative. And um, so I, 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 I hope people will sign up for it. Well, that's awesome. Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for joining us here on the Mustry Alaska Show. Um, uh, we, not, we wish you nothing but success. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, we want to also thank our show sponsor, the University of Alaska. You can learn more about them at empower.alaska.edu. We want to thank them for sponsoring the Must Read Alaska show because of them we're able to help get this through all the nooks and crannies in Alaska. So until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thanks, John.